crushes an ass. Ass. Man, I clapped like three seconds earlier than you. Who cares? That's okay. fine. <laughs> so, Keep her going. <laughs> so this week on Racing Junkies, we discussed Christopher Bell getting his first win, a chaotic last 10 laps that was fueled by a phantom rain caution potentially, uh, Ty Gibbs winning his first career race, and Austin Cedric and AJ Allmendinger potentially being the biggest boneheads of the week. Uh, we so, go over our picks for this week, next week. And we bring, introduce a brand new segment. So, Calvin, getting started. Christopher Bell gets his first career win. What do you think? Uh, you got to be honest. I kind of forget who that is. But uh, <laughs> I'm happy for him, regardless. Okay, I'll give you a quick backstory on Christopher Bell. Um, mm-hmm. So the guy's 26. He's married. Uh, he did not see a chick in the front row this week, so that's why he didn't crash the whole field. There we go. That helps. It's that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. From last week. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. I think he had like 16 wins in Xfinity in two two years. So he's a, he's a very talented. He runs for Joe Gibbs Racing. He replaced Eric Jones in that 20 car last year. Kind of struggled for Joe Gibbs quality cars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, great showing for your second race at Joe Gibbs Racing. Insane speed and just getting the get the job done and passing Joey Logano with a, a lap and a half left. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, that'll do it for sure. Yeah, so, <laughs> for sure. So I watched <laughs> the sure. the entirety of the race, okay? And it's coming down to the end, like a lap and a half left. You can tell Christopher Bell's going to get there in this backstretch chicane. They come out at turn six, which is where they go back up on the banking, you know, in turns one and mm-hmm. two. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my TV cuts out and goes black screen. No you way. Wanna, you want to hear someone flip out, all right? <laughs> I could just imagine. So, so I'm watching on Fox, so I switch it over to TSN real quick because I know they had the feed. I come back, Christopher Bell's crossing the start finish line like a second ahead of Logano. Man, oh I was God. so I was so pissed off because like I'm sitting here for ten laps watching Christopher Bell cut the cut the lead down, cut the lead down, I'm like, yes, I'm gonna get to see a great finish here, and all of a sudden, nope. TV goes out. Like <laughs> That was a good overtake too. That was like it, caught him on the inside. Like, oh my god! It was. I think Joey came off the corner a little shallow, so Christopher Bell got to come out high onto the high banking and just got around. I mean, Joey Logano was on way older tires, so you knew he was going to get there. And honestly, mm-hmm. Christopher Bell is pretty freaking lucky that Kyle Larson wheel hopped with like ten to go and decided that he was going to go Tokyo drifting into barriers, <laughs> <laughs> like going through turn six or whatever. I think I don't know who he was trying to pass. Like it might have been Brad Keselowski, but he goes in and just speaking of terrible driving. Okay, Brad Keselowski might have done more white smoke than Christopher Bell would have done in burnouts if they had let him do them throughout the race. Like just constantly with wheel lock up on corner entry. I remember watching it like ten to go. Brad Keselowski's in the top five. It just slams the brakes every corner, and there's just white smoke wheel spin, white smoke wheel hop. It's like. Can you can you like drive please? <laughs> drive properly. Don't get great flat spots. You're gonna get some mad vibration out of that. Speaking of which, he already flat spotted a tire earlier in the race and just flew it straight into the. Uh, luckily, he did it in the front stretch chicane, which is right beside pit road. But I mean, come on, buddy. 
quit did flat really? spot in your tires. Yeah, he did. I think it was second, first or second stage, which it's a miracle the guy was even in the top 10 with 10 to go, hmm. considering he flat spotted his car every time. My God. So, uh, for all you Chase Elliott fans, you're welcome for jinxing him last week. <laughs> when I said uh, that Chase Elliott would dominate the race with first stage, second stage. Yo, is your mom cooking Did upstairs? you hear that? Holy <laughs> God, I heard that. <laughs> Sorry for the profanity. Uh, my God, they're just dropping pots up there or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, so I don't many know comments I could make, man. So, <laughs> Sorry about the background you, noise. You can what are continue your parents on. doing, man? I might be over for supper uh, later, okay? <laughs> God, I don't know. I have no clue what they're doing up there. I thought you had a drum set in the background or something and <laughs> were doing your best to mimic the wheel hop that Brad Keselowski had through the corners or something, but... Oh, know. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, think anyone so, can make that. No, they can't because he's the only one that can somehow do that to still finish. I don't even know where he finished. Fifth. Finish fifth. God, How did God. he finish fifth? How? Okay, moving on. Uh, comers and goers throughout the race. I mean, this was actually a very entertaining race. I wasn't expecting this at all, as far as Daytona Road Course goes. Uh, my takes on how races are going to play out has been very bad so far this year. I think I said mm. that the clash was going to be awful. It was pretty good. I said that the clash, or I said this race was going to be boring, and I probably wouldn't watch. And well, you proved me wrong. It was a, it was a very entertaining race towards the end. No doubt about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chase Elliott can drive, I'll put it that way. He might not have finished top 20, but going through, uh, I think it was Corey LaJoy might have forced him off, and like they had the slow motion camera on Fox come up, and Buddy's just wheeling it back and forth and somehow saves the car. Uh, did you see that or no? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, I think he he thought that he was back on the in the chili bowl on the dirt tracks, like half <laughs> the field did this week, and yeah. I mean... Props to him. That was super impressive. I don't. Wait, I don't even know if you ran the chili bowl. I might have been wrong there, but still, that was super impressive. I gotta take anyone, a look at that. I I haven't seen that. Almost anyone else, I feel like, would have spun out. And just coming in through that first corner was hectic. I mean, Martin Truex ended his race. He was probably a favorite to win it. Kyle Larson, within ten laps, spun out. He had a great. He would have won the race if he got past. I think it was Kurt Busch. He was trying to get around. Like, if he had got around Kurt Busch or the other guys a little bit without, you know, drifting into tire barriers, he would have won the race hands down. And he would have caught Joey Logano with, like, three or four to go. And I don't think Chris Rebell would have caught up to him. So, feels bad for Larson. I mean, coming back, we thought that it would take him a while to readjust, and it obviously hasn't because he was right in contention for the Daytona 500 win. He's right in contention for the uh, road course win as well. Hmm, true. Uh, that... Did you see that rain caution with like ten to go? Was or were you gone by then? Yeah, I think was I like, was. Go- yeah, no, I was. I think I left like fifteen to go. I don't know. I was eating supper. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> and I come back down, and they're all complaining about a rain caution on Twitter. I'm like, what the hell happened? I mean, when I left, it was sunny skies, but I guess that's Florida weather. Yeah. True. Um, and then apparently, um, from what I'm gaining on Twitter, was that it was like a bullshit caution. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like apparently it was just kind of sprinkles, and they just wanted NASCAR wanted a more inter- entertaining 
uh, finish. But then I was listening to a podcast earlier, and they were saying like they're the spotters that do it, and they were saying that the track was legitimately wet and that it, there should have been a caution. But there's a clip of Kyle Busch going. I think he said on his radio, it's completely dry down here. NASCAR just wants to put on a show for the last 10 laps or something. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, really. I mean, I would have loved to heard, uh, or maybe the radioactives out, and Kyle, there is a Kyle Busch clip, but I want to hear what happened to him on the second lap when he decided to go through the dirt and cut a tire <laughs> down and whole nine yards, man. I mean, this guy's luck has been absolute crap for the last two years, and even... Before he won the championship in 2019, the second half of that year, he had a really rough year. I don't think he had a single win, maybe, the last third of the year, and then won it on the last race to win the championship. Really? So, yeah, I mean, the guy's had quite the down luck. I don't know what it is, uh, but you can never bet against the guy. He's going to rebound. The guy's insane. Mm. I don't like him, but he's insane. i got to give him props when they're due. Right. I was really hoping Joey Logano would throw another stupid block. <laughs> just just for more just for more Joey memes. I mean the guy insane racer, but I mean who doesn't love seeing stupid blocks? It's kind of hilarious to me. Uh so going to the truck series, I just heard about this. I didn't get to watch it cuz I my again rant last week about the truck series in Canada. But <laughs> Don't get that started again. <laughs> okay, I don't I'm not going to go on any long rants today, I don't think. Well, don't looking think. ahead, I might I might but bold prediction. Uh, bold it's prediction. Happen before the episode goes <laughs> At least one rant. <laughs> At least Brent it's got Moffitt. Be. Brent Moffitt's an insanely talented driver. I mean, the guy's been in the series probably for about eight to nine years now. I'd say maybe less. I don't know. He ran for Michael Waltrip Racing a little bit, but the guy just can never get a, like he gets solid rides, but they're not to the caliber that he probably should have rides at. It's just because of funding. Feel mm-hmm. bad for the guy, but that's the way the sport is nowadays. And He's last year with GMS. He sounded off after losing the championship about how much of an idiot his crew chief is for calling him down pit road, and really? then he proceeds to get in a fight with that entire team this year because he decided he was going to wreck them. Oh my god! I mean, props. This is what this sport needs. We need more rivalries and more people just doing. I don't know if you want to call it idiotic, hilarious, whatever you want to call it, stuff like. Except he won't wreck Sheldon Creed. He said that in one of his interviews that he's coming for everyone but Sheldon Creed because he likes the guy. <laughs> oh, well, that's no fun. Well, I mean, I think that makes it even better that the fact that the guy's got one guy that he likes in his whole team that he won't pick a fight with when everyone else is on the table. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, yeah, it's a bit better. I mean, this probably will hurt his career, though. I mean, you got it a could. whole team after you, so you're obviously not going to perform this year because every chance they get, they're going to be sending you right into the wall. Hmm, true. Yeah, so next up, AJ Allmendinger and Austin Sindrick uh, on the final lap of stage one. Okay, stage one, boys. Stage one. They decide that they're going to wreck it or race like it's the final lap of the freaking road course and just wreck each other. I mean, Austin Sindrick still finished second in the race, I think, even though he had no more right front. But if anything, that actually helped him a little bit because it cooled his brakes off easier when he was racing because it's not an aero-heavy track. Mm-hmm. So it really helped Austin Sindrick, AJ Allmendinger, who was probably the favorite to win. Like Those two guys, you look at it, are the two best road course racers in the Xfinity Series by a mile. The only ones that can, like, you got you got that, you know those, like, rank charters you get where you put, like, logos and stuff in, like, the S category, then you got, like, the A category, B category. It was pretty famous for a while or whatever. I think so, yeah. 
Yeah, so I you put like Austin Cindric, AJ Allmendinger in that top category as far as like competitive rides, good road course drivers. Like you got like guys like Andy Lally and just these one offers that are really good but they don't have the same equipment. Mm-hmm. So you got these two at the very top category in the category below you got like Noah Gregson and maybe a couple other guys. And now Ty Gibbs, you can throw Ty Gibbs in there as well. But mm-hmm. Like, if Austin Cindric had a fully functioning car, I think he would have easily won the race against Ty Gibbs. Oh, yeah? Which we'll get to later. But these two, it's stage one, boys, in a 33-race season, okay? You guys know you're the best at this type of driving. Just give each other a little bit of room. It's stage one. You're 15 laps in. Like, what are you thinking? Smarten the hell up. You got a guy that's going to Cup next year, and you got a guy that spent like three years or four, I don't know, it's three or four or like seven. I don't know how many years AJ spent in Cup, but it's a heck of a lot more than all these other guys. Like, he should know better than to go driving it in there and throwing dumb blocks at the end of the stage. Like, Is it uh, is it rant time now? Oh, that, that was semi-rant. <laughs> it was... I could have gone more, but I I, I, I held it in. I bit my tongue. <laughs> I had to, or else I was going to freaking lose it. I mean, these two guys, I don't know what they're thinking, or if they are thinking. Well, okay, you can't really blame Austin-centric. He got ran down to the dirt. Like, I get it. It's a racing deal, but smarten the hell up, boys. <laughs> well, Speaking like, of which, no yeah, go. They're like, you know, start of the race, got fresh tires. Like, might as well just have a bit of fun, but, you know. Yeah, this was like 15 laps in, and I think they had just pitted for wow. tires, too. They were on fresh tires, man. <laughs> <laughs> fresh tires, man. Fresh tires. <laughs> so what but were you I saying? Mean, these races were pretty good this weekend. I mean, Chase Elliott once again proves that he's the best road course racer. He just kind of got shuffled back in the field and then got Corey LaJoyed. And then after what's, that, Denny what's, Hamlin. What's, is that a verb? What's that? <laughs> Oh, Corey LaJoy, it means he got run off the racetrack by Corey LaJoy. <laughs> <laughs> I could have assumed. And then and then after that, it gets even better. After he makes the insane dirt save, they come back around for the restart because it was another crash. I don't know which crash that was that yeah. threw the caution. And they're coming through that same section. And Chase Elliott just freaking, I don't know if it was right rear him or just drove him off the track. But and next thing you know, Corey LaJoy's into the inside wall. He can't move. <laughs> Buddy's race is basically over. I guess Chase Elliott didn't like his move too much. Guess not. I, mean, I don't blame the guy, but come on. At least make it look like you're trying to get through that kink properly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Kurt Busch, I don't know if he thought that he was in the Drift Series or what, but he's leading the race. It's not like he's, you know, fighting with someone. Leading the race. Overdrives the kink, and next thing you know, he's sliding through the infield grass. <laughs> Did you see that part or no? I, d- I don't think I did. Oh, it was it was hilarious. But he just goes flying through the infield. Like, I don't know what he's thinking, but who knows? Who who would know? Who knows? So we're going to go over the top 15 here. Obviously, Christopher Bell won the race. You got Joey Logano in second. Denny Hamlin in third. Uh, solid performance by Denny Hamlin. Again, I think you got the, the class of the field at road courses. Got to be Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Busch when he doesn't wreck on lap two. Um, AJ Allmendinger had a solid, solid Sunday after after his uh, abysmal Saturday, you could say. 
Alex Bowman with a quiet top 10. You know, you never really heard of Alex Bowman. You saw him at the start of the race. You know that they were kind of profiling him as someone that could contend because he was also in a Hendrick equipment and has been learning from Chase Elliott. But he just had a really quiet day. Hmm. Um, Martin Truex Jr. fights back after spinning in front of the entire field on a restart to finish 12th. Uh, Eric Jones with a solid performance in 14th, and then Ryan Blaney, who was also very quiet. I heard them say on the broadcast that his plane was like hang out in like the mid pack and not push, which I think is absolute crap. <laughs> like, this is racing. This ain't sit and wait until the final stage. Go. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. Like, I don't know if the crew chief said that. If he said that, he's full of crap. And or they made that up. I don't know how they got that information. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, like Michael McDowell, he was a part of that. Him and Kyle Busch were the ones that got together. He overdrove turn one, and then I think he got into Kyle Busch, and that's what caused the uh, Kyle Busch's tire to go down, as well as Michael McDowell's. And he comes back to finish eighth. I mean, that's the chaoticness of road course racing. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a crazy top 15. If you go and look at the top 15 halfway through the race, I think maybe... Who was in the top 15 at that point, maybe? I don't know. Logano, Hamlin, Kurt Busch. But he also was the one that went sliding through the infield and was like 30th with, I think, like 30 to go. And he finishes well, fourth. <laughs> Somehow. Did you see Okay, did you see Chase Briscoe's hood come up ha- like at the end of the race and then he decided he was going to drive two more laps with the hood up on the car? Did he really? Yeah, like the entire hood is up over the windshield. And I get like where the root like the hood flap is you it, mm-hmm. when it blows up you, if that kind of blows out so you can see through that so <laughs> they went on his onboard camera and buddy's there he's like squatting in his seat trying to see through the hole <laughs> like just take it to pit road and cut the freaking hood off oh my god Vil- visibility is already bad at that thing let alone like through the windshield exactly i saw something i can't remember whose car it was but they had the uh, windshield wipers because they run windshield wipers on road courses mm. and the thing was like pointed out so the rubber kind of bent in it might have been cole custer i don't remember who and the the rubber's kind of bent up in the middle so the windshield wiper's like making a point coming out mm-hmm. from where it's sitting and they were like well i hope it doesn't start raining because that windshield wiper is not gonna work and then like and if he wins this race i guarantee next road course every single team shows up with that pointed out that way for aerodynamic purposes <laughs> like just that'd be a sight to see like that I love Boyer in the booth, man. Putting Clint Boyer in the booth is the best thing to happen to Fox NASCAR in a long time. Personally, mm. I think that they should kind of switch around Jeff Gordon and Larry Mack because I love Larry Mack in the booth, but it is what it is. And Clint Boyer is absolutely hilarious. He just adds a new aspect to it. That I, I don't know. He just adds energy to the broadcast already, and he's only two races in. Right. Like Mike Joy, like Jeff Gordon's a very down to earth person very smooth voiced doesn't get too excited mike joy is the same very professional and they got clint boyer who's like let's go <laughs> i don't know what i just did there but that was that was terrible that was that was something i'm sure it was something yeah uh i want to speak on aj allmendinger real quick aj allmendinger could use a pit crew <laughs> like come on man I get that it's an underfunded team, and they're just like, I get that that whole team is just there to have fun. When you got Brett Griffin on the roof, who might be the biggest partier as spotters he got, 
and you got AJ Allmendinger driving the car. It's obviously a party. Mm. But the guy came into pit road, I think like fourth or something, it came out 30th. <laughs> and then drove back through the field, and the next thing you know, back to 30th. You boys ever changed a tire before in your life? <laughs> I don't oh think I have. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. It honestly was more impressive than sad. Like yeah. it, was, it was more impressive how slowly. I mean, I've obviously never changed a tire. I know it's really hard, but I mean, someone's gonna be able to change a tire out here. Hmm. True. Um. But yeah, I mean, the top fifteen. It was it was a chaotic race. Like a lot of these guys had damage. Speaking of damage. Let's go through the top 15 and speaking of which cars didn't have damage. Christopher Bell had damage. I, think, I don't know if Joey Logano did. Denny Hamlin really didn't. Kurt Busch definitely had damage. Brad Keselowski's car was half barbon by the end of the race. Uh, Kevin Harvick had no damage. Speaking of Kevin Harvick, that was a really smooth race that he had. Like They described it as a championship race type deal for him. Where it's just, we know he's not good. Watching the clash, the guy spun out an insane amount of times. And just looked terrible on the racetrack. And obviously he did his homework and just ran a smooth race. Smart race, smooth race, kept his car clean. And you never heard of him, but he got a top 10. So that's the way to do it if you want to be a championship-style driver. And that's just a Kevin Harvick-type drive, I guess. I mean, from what I've seen of it, it was like, it was really clean. You know, um, just kind of raced hard, stayed out of it, kept it solid, you know. Exactly, and that's what you got to do. I think AJ Allmendinger also had a fairly clean car. Cleaner than the day before, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Michael McDowell, solid car. Ryan Priest, not much. I think Alex Bowman had like his nose punched in. Chris Busher, I don't even remember Chris Busher. Martin Truex Jr. spun in front of the whole field. There's no way he didn't have any damage. But yeah, just going through, I mean, a lot of these guys had damage. Chase Elliott had damage by the end of the race. Corey LaJoy had a destroyed car. Tyler Reddick decided he was going to start a bonfire on the infield. <laughs> um, a 30 to go, but he just drives over a sign, and next thing you know, he's on fire. Really? Not in the good way. Yeah, he caught fire oh. in the middle of the track or something. I don't know. He caught in fire, not in a good way. <laughs> not in the good way. <laughs> not like when you're on a streak or something in some video game, you're on fire. No, I, I, I no, I just, just, I just funny that you mentioned. That. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, just wanted to restate that in case anyone missed it. <laughs> but he's gonna light up a bonfire in the infield. I mean, Dixie, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was freaking hot dogs and porkers or whatever. The, Set up your campers sticks. and get some uh, hot dogs, marshmallows. Well, that's where they camp for the Daytona 500. They have that's a, true. That's a camp. Yeah, it's a camping spot. So I mean, Buddy must have thought he was still at the 500 after <laughs> destroying the front of his car. You're a bit late, Buddy. Buddy, come on. That was a week ago. Let's go. <laughs> come on. Uh, and we're going to speak on Ty Gibbs winning in the Xfinity Series. We're going to jump back to the Xfinity Series. Uh, that was an mm-hmm. insane drive. I did not think he was ready for Xfinity. I thought that in ARCA was a lot of, and a lot of people thought this too. The kids obviously got talent, knew that in ARCA, but a lot of it I thought was his equipment too, and he had a lot to learn. But then he just comes up to Xfinity Series and decides he's going mud bogging and cuts the entire first corner and drives around everyone. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not. but I didn't. I didn't. Buddy's going through the infield. I think that was after he asked for peanut butter crackers too. So I mean, maybe he had a little. He was a little hyped up on sugar or something. <laughs> that was after. Yeah, that was. I, I think it was after the peanut butter crackers. Uh. <laughs> Who asked for peanut butter crackers in the middle of a race anyway? We'll get on this later. But <laughs> what comes to your mind? Like there had to be on the jumbotron. He must have been driving and looking out or something. And there's just an advertisement for Ritz 
peanut butter crackers. But he's like, yes, I need some Ritz peanut butter crackers right now. Do they actually make, like, crackers that are peanut butter flavored, or do they make, like, peanut butter on crackers? No, I think it's, like, the, um, like, you know how they have, like, the cheese crackers with Ritz or whatever, and that's, like, mm. the filling in the middle that's, like, completely fake cheese? Oh, the filling, yeah. I think that that's, the what, little... like, there's peanut butter ones, too, so I think that's what he was referring to. Either that, or the Is... buddy's got a freaking, <laughs> Ty Gibbs is going down the, <laughs> coming out of six onto the, onto the banks or whatever, and he's there with a freaking knife and a peanut butter jar and crackers, he's just <laughs> scooping them into his helmet. He's got the... <laughs> Just spreading all... Gotta get to the corners, just spreading the freaking peanut butter. Next thing you know, he blows through the bus stop, but he goes, sorry, it wasn't smooth... It wasn't uh, spread smoothly on the cracker. Who bought me chunky peanut butter? I I said smooth, not chunky! God damn it. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? That's something out of a movie, but I could definitely see someone trying to do that. Like, there was a guy, I don't know how many years ago it was... But he would just light up cigarettes in his car while he's driving. And just going down. I think my it was I think it was Dick Trickle in his helmet. He had just cigarettes every time. So he'd be going down helmet. the back straight. Yeah, well they were open faced, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But so it was just like a little it had like goggles or a visor and it was wide open face. So he'd be going down the back stretch with a cigarette hanging out the window and then, you know, go through the corner and then put the cigarette back in the mouth down the straightaway. <laughs> Man. Oh my god. That's just the foundations of NASCAR. That's fair I enough. Think I, I think I saw something. It was the anniversary where Dale Earnhardt, I think it was at Richmond, mm. his windshield was all muddy or something because of a crash that happened in front of him, and he couldn't get down pit road to get it cleared off. So he says to Richard Childress over the radio, he goes, all right, I'm going to be a minute, Richard. You won't be able to hear me. And next thing you know, he's going down the backstretch, hanging out the side of the window with the window net down, wiping it with his fire suit, wiping his windshield so he could see, and then got back at the car. and was like, all right, let's go racing. Oh my god, really? Oh yeah, it's crazy. The amount of stories from old NASCAR, man. It's insane. The stories you hear. Like, just Back the cheating in NASCAR, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, NASCAR is built on, not I wouldn't say cheating, but bending the rules. Or finding those holes in the real book, rule book. The gray areas and stuff. Yeah, like, I think there was someone that, what they did is they would have illegal-sized gas tanks. Well, they got confiscated, because obviously they're illegal-sized gas tanks. Hmm. So what they did is this guy, I can't remember who it was. He ran like, I think, I can't remember how much, but it was a crazy amount of fuel line. And it was enough to get two extra gallons of fuel into the car. Oh so there was God. just fuel ra- fuel line wrapping around the car. <laughs> and it, it, he won the race because he had enough fuel when everyone else ran out by the end of it or whatever. But he's there with like two miles, or not two miles, but like two extra gallons of fuel just in the fuel lines. Just oh, stuff like that. Ferrari's uh, gonna take a uh, note out of their book. New ways to cheat <laughs> with fuel lines. <laughs> Anything Good for God. Ferrari, right? Yeah. Oh, what's another one? There's some funny stories. I think I was listening to Daryl Waltrip. What they did is they had lead shot in the frame rails. Mm-hmm. Wait, so lead, lead shot? shot. Oh my yeah. God. So it was to get the car to wait because it had to weigh a specific amount at the start of the race, but they didn't weigh the cars after the race. So they they only waited at the start of the race, but not at the after. Right, and you could tell because they use these corn, like uh, corn scales. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they call them. So if those were packed up after the race, you knew they weren't measuring any cars like for their weight. So what they do is you know under pace laps or even going down the back straightaway, it was Daryl Waltrip. He'd have 
a little uh like a little wrench in the car and what they would do is as that heated up it would turn into like marbles and fall out so what he did is under where the jack goes there's a hole that they put there so when he loosened up that bolt a bunch of lead came out of the car so he'd be going along and there'd be just lead coming out of the car like just little balls or whatever and <laughs> that's not suspicious or anything so but then it, when he was going down somewhere a bunch of it came out at once and it caused an accident and he came flying down pit road because he nearly lost the car because all of a sudden he lost a bunch of weight on one side right yeah so they're running he goes down and he said that uh when they were in the pits or whatever when they were jacking up the car after the race to try and find out they were under that car for two hours and they never found it because where the hole was they were trying to find where it was coming out of because they knew it was coming out of the frame somewhere and they figured it was his car but they were never going to find it because it was under where the jack was holding the car up right oh so, so they, they never oh my yeah, god they couldn't see it like just genius that's, stuff like that i you, you oh my god that's crazy how they would think yeah, of some other stuff was like they had like fake radios that were just packed full of lead so buddy would be going down he said he'd see a kid with a wagon going being able to pull the wagon down pit road all of a sudden you get to the car they'd switch out the helmet that was lead the radio that was lead everything that was in the car that was lead when they weighed the car and next thing you know he's trying to pull the wagon up the freaking pit road he could hardly pull the thing <laughs> it's just full <laughs> it's of lead just full, it's just full of lead oh my god oh the history at ascar is insane you got to look into it beautiful beautiful uh, so next week's prediction. So we are tied at one apiece in picks, Calvin. Mm-hmm. Did I my won pick with first? my. Uh, yes, I won with my pick of AJ Allmendinger. Yep. Uh, you That's took Eric Almarola. So I did. You can't pick him. I can't pick Almendinger. Uh, we're going to Homestead. Do you know anything about Homestead? Uh, no, I don't. It's in Miami. It's a worn-out mile and a half racetrack. It's uh, got a lot of grooves of racing, but generally they end up around the wall, just on mm. momentum. It's fair. It's probably one of the better mile and a halves, if not the best mile and a half on the speedway. So, uh, yeah, take your pick. Uh, it's going to be no surprise. I'm going with another Stuart Haas. I'm going to go with uh, Chase Briscoe for this one. All right. That's actually pretty smart. He won Homestead last year. Speaking of which, speaking of frame rails in Tungsten real quick, so now they run Tungsten in the frame rails. Last year he was at Homestead, and they're driving, and Tungsten's like a heavy, heavy metal. And a thing yeah. of it comes out of his car. <laughs> really? Yeah, when they started on the pace last, he had to come down the race to the pits and get a new thing of Tungsten put into the frame rails. Yeah. And I think it cost him seven laps. Oh, and my God. By the end, by the end of the race, he was on the lead lap. Really? That's how good he is at Homestead, so that's actually a solid pick. Oh, All right. I'm going to go with another Homestead young gun that I think has a good shot. I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick. He's, uh, he's, he won two of his championships at Homestead when they used to run that in the Xfinity Series. The guy's solid, and he I think he finished third last year at Homestead, or fourth. Hopefully he can get the amount of laps right this year, though, because last year he stopped a lap early by accident came across start finish line let up and all of a sudden a spotter's in his ear what are you doing <laughs> wow um so yeah it should be a solid race i think you're gonna see uh, this is where we really get to see who's who's good and who's not like the road course is wild daytona is wild and we're gonna see really where everyone stacks up this week and so on um i don't want to say the real season started here but uh, uh, the the season to see where everyone stands is really gonna start here 
like the outcome of this race is gonna probably influence the rest of the season yeah well i mean the the outcome of the last two races really oh, really well, messed up the playoffs and, for this year because if you win you're in they only got 16 spots and two underdogs already won yeah like when you put it that way but uh yeah i know what you mean so i mean you got guys like cole custer that made it last year uh, chase briscoe Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon, those guys really got to either get a win or be really good on points this year. Bubba Wallace is another one. Mm. That's a car that I'm really going to be watching on Sunday. I know I've been watching him every week. Road courses he's not too good at. He was up there, and then he was back, and he was up and back like everyone else, I guess, in the race. And he showed a lot of speed at Daytona, but Homestead's really we're going to find out what this team's made of. For sure. And speaking of which, Chip Ganassi decided that he was going to bring someone into the race that he wasn't allowed, and he has been suspended one race, so he can't come to the race to watch his cars uh, this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't know what he was doing, but he can't come to the race this weekend for COVID violations. Ah, oh, that's uh, too bad. Moving over to F1. It was a, it was a very right. busy week in F1 news. You know it's it's very fun. busy. You know it's a very busy week when uh, on the front page of uh, Formula One website you have a article about Verstappen's new helmet design for the 2021 season. Um, why is that news? I don't know, but uh, we have it now. It's white with like a gold tiger on it. Um, sick. I don't know what to say about that, but it's just uh, Verstappen's Dutch, eh? He is. I believe he's Dutch. Yeah. He is, or... I think he is. I don't think he's think German. It, no. Uh, no. God, I don't know. He's not German for sure. I think he's like Dutch. I'll fill it. Google it. I'll fill. So right. basically, Max Verstappen's helmet came in, and the reason why it's such a big deal is because it's projected to cut off about three-tenths a lap <laughs> due to the sleek new design of the white paint. <laughs> and the tiger. Is it a tiger that's on it? It's, yeah, like a gold... Tiger is meant to intimidate Lewis Hamilton as he drives past. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, the thermodynamics of the the heat reception from the the black paint opposed to white paint from the sunlight. Uh, No, he is. Yeah, so he's from the Netherlands. So he is Dutch. Okay. I don't know if that's why he has a tiger on there, if he just really likes tigers. Tigers are pretty cool. I don't blame him. Are you sure it's not a lizard? It it could be either or. I, I really... I can hey, let me pull up a picture of this. You fill for a minute. All right. Um, well, I'm going to just move on to the uh, second subject because that previous one was not very good. Lewis Hamilton uh, nominated for the, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Loru's uh, World Sports Awards. So he's been nominated for a lot of things. He's not been nominated uh, to, I don't know if it's a nomination or whatever, to get uh, knighted by the Queen and have all these like sports awards about being one of the greatest athletes of the decade and of you know like of all time especially coming from United Kingdom and a lot of people are arguing about does he deserve it you know um especially being in Mercedes ever since they they started stomping like is it the car is he just a talented driver bunch of Lewis haters um now all I want to say is that uh not a I'm not the biggest fan of Lewis, but I still think he's a phenomenal driver regardless of what car he's in. Um, sure, there's a lot of other drivers on the grid right now that can uh, match his talent with a uh, Mercedes, but you know I, I still think he's like best driver, one of the best drivers of all time. 
for sure. All right. Does that? I have a bold prediction. What's up? George Russell will be knighted in 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see that happen. If 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 Lewis Hamilton gets knighted and Mercedes stays as competitive as they are, that means that George Russell will be the next driver knighted in the UK. What I want to see is uh, if Michael Schumacher's dead or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just crippled. Yeah, well, like, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a long time. I, God. I, I want to quote... Um, uh, about like Lewin's, Lewis's breaking all these records and in, in winning and being nominated for all these awards, um, I want to quote Max Verstappen by saying, um, "You've had your turn. You're making these records really hard to break. So just stop right now, so we have a chance to maybe even be possible to break your records." Okay, I looked at my, I look I'm looking at Verstappen's helmet right now. Yeah. Dude, that's just the Red Bull. That's just the Red Bull logo. That's not Is a, it a bull? That's, that's a bull. But like it oh, has why the, is it the lion on the side. What is that? Oh, are you talking about the top? Yeah, the top's a lion. On the side's the Red Bull. Oh yeah, the top is definitely a lion. Okay. Yeah. I was like uh, when I was looking, I was like, I think that's just a Red Bull logo. <laughs> uh no, yeah, the top is like a golden lion. So I don't know, maybe I I don't know. It's symbolic of something. Plans on sure. winning more this year or what? I'm sure he has plans to, but you know. We'll see how that goes. I think it's going to be another Lewis-dominated year, but you never know. That that's without a doubt. But uh, a lot of people are excited for, you know, Checo. They're they're estimating that he's going to be averaging about fourth place in the Red Bull, which is very fair because he was tearing up in the uh, racing point for being in a racing point uh, last season. So I'm expecting good things what, from him. What did Daniel Ricciardo average? Do you know? Uh, he was like sixth, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look up average. What year was he with? What was his last year with uh, Red Bull? 2017 or 18? One of the two. I think it's 2018. It might be 2018. Probably 2018. But um, yeah. I I was reading a, a statistics forum or something um, about Red Bull or not Red Bull, uh, Formula One and. It showed like the average, you know, each driver what they placed, and um, it was. And I also saw it was a uh, average um, how many, like what team placed in which position. So it was like a, a pie chart of all the per rate or per position, how many of each car was in each position. So you can see how often each car ended up in each place which was really cool really interesting and uh and uh, yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah when he didn't dnf it was right around like a four it was okay yeah it was like let me go through here when he didn't dnf fourth first fifth first four four five four six six four 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 so yep that that makes about sense yeah call it about a four to a five average finish mm-hmm so, right. I, yeah, I mean, I think Checo can definitely get there, but it depends on how competitive these cars are. Because, I mean, Albon didn't really do much, but, I mean, Albon's not as experienced as what Checo is, so I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, no, no, oh, for sure. Um, and just, like, the uh, the what he, his performance in, in last season just shows, you know, that 
he's he's capable of doing that stuff and uh, there's so many drivers on the grid right now that are capable of you know performing and like getting podium finishes if they were in the right car but uh mercedes is stopping them from doing that yeah i think that's a big difference between nascar and f1 is while nascar does have teams that are superior there's so many cars in there and you think about it, Stuart Haas has four, Hendrick has four, Penske has, well, technically four, because they got the Wood Brothers car. So that's 12 already. Gibbs has four. Yeah. That's 16. Plus Bubba Wallace and that other car, 17. You got RCR that can contend, 19. Like, you're already looking at close to 19 cars. That's almost half the field that can contend for top 10s. Plus Chip Canassi has 21. Like, oh my god. There's how many cars? Like thirty-eight or something like that. Thirty-eight drivers. Uh, yeah, about thirty-eight full time, and I'd say about twenty-five to twenty-six teams are super competitive. Wow. On a week-in, week-out basis, like obviously you got guys like Ryan Priest, Michael McDowell, Anthony Alfredo, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. that are quite a bit back just because mm-hmm. their equipment. Right. But I mean, you look at the, like you look at races like road courses or super speedways, even some short tracks. And those guys will be right there competing all season long. Like Michael McDowell with the top 10, Ryan Preece with the top 10. So right. even those back markers, like I wouldn't call them back markers, but those mid to late field runners, mm-hmm. Eric Jones, especially when you switch over to Richard Petty Motorsports, are right there that can still get those nice finishes where, I mean, you had one upset winner last year in F1, which was Pierre Gasly. And I don't know if you had one the year before at all. Uh, God, I can't remember. Oh, thought my head. I don't I don't think so. And we've had two so far. That, well, I don't know if you call Christopher Bell an upset winner, but a breakout winner. Mm-hmm. And you've already had two this year. So just goes to show the difference in the sports, really. Yeah, it's you. For most the majority of F one races, you can expect you can expect um, if everything goes as planned. You know, you can expect about where everyone's finishing. So. But yeah, exactly, I, and it's you know, pretty hard in NASCAR. Like you expect Chase Elliott to win this, and he finished below top twenty. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's crazy. It is. It really is. Um, That's all I got for s- Formula One. No, there's one more F1. The what? new season of oh, Drive to yeah. Survive is March 19th. Let's go. I'm hyped for that. I want to see how they deal with the Romain Grosjean crash. <clears throat> That's well Romain as, Grosjean. Yeah. He started a bonfire on the infield, too. Oh, God. As well as. <laughs> as well as. Uh, what was another big highlight? Oh, COVID. I forgot about COVID. <laughs> that was a pretty big highlight. I don't know. It was a fairly large highlight. Hmm. That's, um, I mean, but yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. Um, I think I've only seen, like, the first season of it, of Driver Survive. And the first couple episodes of just Haas being really dumb. But it's a good, I, I mean, want, it, it I gets people into it. I want to listen guy. I want to listen that Haas guy talk again. <laughs> <laughs> He talks so strangely. Yeah, I mean, obviously I, for us he talks strangely, but I mean it's it's funny to listen to. That's true. That's true too. Yeah, I just I I like the I think NASCAR needs a series like that. They truly do, and I think it would be like the same level, if not potentially even better than that one, just because the the personalities that NASCAR has is crazy. Mm. I mean, could you imagine them trying to shove a camera in Kyle Busch's face after this weekend? Man, he would have punched <laughs> someone out. It could be very entertaining, and I think a lot. I think quite a few people would would tune into that. 
or they would have had cameras potentially at the Penske meeting after the Daytona 500, <laughs> where I'm sure Brad Keselowski was on the table about to bitch slap Joey Logano. So we just, need the behind think, the scenes. That's what you need is the behind the scenes of just those two fighting, like inner teams fighting all the time. Mm. Craziness. So I'm looking forward to that. You'll love so to see it. We're go- we're going into the brand new segment, Calvin. For new segment. For this one. Let's go. New segment. Just here so I don't get fined. This is our meme segment. I don't care. Nope, can't pass her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kyle Bush, for joining us as always. And so this is a brand new meme segment, as it said. And I'm really looking forward to this. So we're going to start off. We posted all these memes on Twitter. If you guys want to go take a look at them. Go but check it out right I w- now. And- I woke up. I woke up Monday morning, okay, and I checked Twitter, and the first thing that comes up my timeline is a picture of Denny Hamlin's ass, okay, (laughs) and I'm like, the hell is this, and then I keep scrolling, and all I see is just pictures of Denny Hamlin's ass getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and then the guy tweets out, it's not the first time my muscles have been bulging out of my suit, I mean, can we get a round of applause for that, the fact that he took that and laughed with it, I mean, he's got to be one of the best follows in NASCAR right now. Oh my god! Like, what's that? There's like a meme about um, like he's gonna be on the cover of a Victoria's Secret, or he's gonna be a Victoria's Secret model or something like that. I don't know. Oh, something. that TikTok. Yeah, sound yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. <laughs> that's just. <laughs> I, I don't gotta say anything more than that. Yeah, you already know. I can't remember how it goes, but it's something like with a body like that a, and a legs oh, like that and a face like that. You know she's gonna be a Victoria's Secret model. And it's just a picture of Denny Hamlin's ass <laughs> hanging out of the car. <laughs> we gotta make that. That's gotta be something. <laughs> oh, I might actually make that. I know I posted the Brad one that I made that I like seen a couple years ago but couldn't find again. And it's the one where Brad's looking out. This one's not po- or it's posted, but it's a couple days back. Where Brad's looking out and ke- and uh, Joey's looking out, and I think it's Brad. Why? Oh, why are we? Why do they hate us? And Joey goes because we're idiots, Brad. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit funny. That was solid. So I'll, we got these all up on a Word document that I'm looking through right now. So, Calvin, you got the next one. Oh, yes. Okay. So, it's a... Uh, <laughs> um, there's a... It's captioned, the special sticker added to Sonata's car. And on the Alpha Tori, there's a uh, baby on board sticker. And <laughs> I yeah, absolutely... Because he's old that. as crap. Get... <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of Sonata memes, and I love seeing all of them. Um, whoever's making them, keep making them because it's amazing. Um, the funny thing is, is, we could make the same meme about Ty Gibbs, where the kid's like 18. <laughs> True. <laughs> and I'm sure people were, be... were making the same memes about Lance Stroll when he first came in. Yeah, that's true too. But I mean, you could really do it with Ty Gibbs. I mean, the guys, <laughs> the guys. Well, yeah, no. Oh, he's older than me, so I mean, I can't say anything. But you know, he's younger than you, so yeah, he's younger. Young. He's younger. We'll put it that okay. way. I mean, I think the uh, the peanut butter cracker is better meme material for right now. <laughs> I got plenty of work to do. Did great there. Thank you. I want peanut butter crackers. <laughs> peanut butter crackers. Peanut butter. <laughs> He's 18. <laughs> All right, so we just played the Ty Gibbs TikTok clip of him saying he wants peanut butter crackers. I know we already touched on it earlier, but I mean, yeah. can we just talk about how 
great if NASCAR continues with these jokes and the way they're going with their TikTok page. Like that could truly grow the sport. I think they got the right marketing idea of get these drivers, these personalities, and these funny clips that they're saying and like on the radio and put them up and in. I was so surprised when I saw that on the official NASCAR like was it TikTok? Or was it Yeah, it was their official NASCAR TikTok. That was kind of funny to me. And I think that's the way NASCAR has to go with their marketing is to really get that younger generation in is to get it first off TikTok mm-hmm. and then next just make TikTok memes because these things are hilarious. Like, could you imagine they put up Radioactive onto TikTok? Like, take some of the funniest, like the, I know they do Radio Sweetheart on Race Hub, but if they take the Radioactive mm-hmm. Sweetheart clips and just put them all on TikTok, I'm sure like a couple of them with what they say would go viral. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's clips from Kurt Busch a couple years ago just screaming the F word into the mic for 10 seconds. <laughs> It would it would give uh, NASCAR a whole lot more attention of like the younger generation, especially. Exactly because the stuff that these guys say is hilarious. For example, they caught that on the on the broadcast and going, "I want some peanut butter crackers, like buddies." Like fifteen laps away from winning his first ever race. Okay, yeah. he's eighteen years old in his first race ever, and you know what he thinks of peanut butter crackers? <laughs> like who would have thought? Oh my god. But I truly think that NASCAR has the potential to really grow their sport on social media on that side. I mean, Twitter's for more the older generation, but I mean, you know how many 12-year-olds got TikTok? So, like so every many. Every single one of them. And you can make it clean and keep it clean, and then all of a sudden you got you can grow the sport that way. And I think that's something that NASCAR has to really look into. It's definitely an avenue they could take, like, and I think they should take, really. Oh, yeah, it's a huge, huge opportunity for them. So we're going to jump back to an F1 F one meme here. Calvin, you got this All one. All right, I got this one, yeah. So uh, it's a Google search for when was speed invented in 1893, and then people before 1893 are driving a Ferrari. Uh, this is awesome because <laughs> Ferrari is slow. <laughs> get it because uh, they're fast. Get it. Um, I, I don't know. It's, you can never make too many slow Ferrari memes. I mean... It, uh, it never gets old, to be honest. Especially after the season they just had. Oh my god, it was horrible. I feel so bad. To it. I see, feel so bad for Carlos Sainz. Um, getting in that Ferrari after being in the McLaren. Like, having a podium finish, almost like winning a race. And then he's, like, moved down to a Ferrari. But he's banking on the future of Ferrari. You look at the last mm-hmm. 20 years of Ferrari, he's really banking that they're going to have a rebound year here. Look at the last twenty years or eighty years or how many ever years Ferrari's been competitive. He's banking on that. They've been in Ferrari, I think, since or they've been in uh, Formula One since it started, like early nineteen hundreds or something like that. I, it's crazy. It's like the longest team, and they've been so consistent, like for the same branding, the same color, the same all that stuff, but not consistent in uh, in in the capable cars. But yeah, he's just banking on himself. I can't blame Carlos Sainz for going to a team like Ferrari. You can't blame the guy whatsoever, but it is hilarious just how slow they are. Oh yeah, it's you gotta love it. So I kind of laugh when you're doing that because I scrolled down and I thought the next one was going to be our next meme, but there's just a picture of Fernando Alonso's face. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was we too fun. So, I don't know. But, uh, we put so much stupid crap in our Google Doc stuff, I swear. Uh, I gotta put more stuff in here to make us laugh because that's just too funny to not talk about. And our, our last one, it might be my favorite one. <laughs> just Max Verstappen, absolutely like 
munching on a taco. Going <laughs> to town. Munching doesn't even do it. He's going to town on he's, a taco. He's going off on this taco. Just, and then all it says is, fuck it, Max for snacking. <laughs> Man, the, the quality of these, like, memes that come out is just hilarious. And this is another way to get the youth into it. It's just making fun of drivers. It's their personality nowadays. If they can't say what they want on the radio, at least make memes of them. Yeah, exactly. And then even people like Kimi Raikkonen without a personality is one of the biggest personalities because <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> There's so much potential here that it's, it's actually hilarious that if they tap into it, they can really expand the sport to continue their growth into the next couple of years so it can keep the sports prosperous, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some people think I like watching motorsports for the racing, but no, it's just for the stupid drivers. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, look at the drivers this weekend on a road course. You got these stock car drivers, half of them probably hardly ever ran road course in their race in their life and they're trying to go around them they're just like for example kurt bush missing a corner and going flying through the grass <laughs> uh you got tyler reddick starting a bonfire you got yep. the best arguably the best road course racer throwing a stupid block on and a stage one stage one <laughs> and then like, you have two more stages of racing as this guy. You know it's probably a two-horse race, and you just throw it away for, what, one playoff point? We're getting back to the I'm sorry, again. but you have seven other, I think it's seven more, road courses in the Xfinity Series that you guys can dominate. Instead, you screw it up because you throw a dumb block when you're the most experienced guy. How dumb are you? As uh, previously discussed... Seems like they're pretty dumb. Oh man, I just I, uh, I get on rant sometimes and it can get pretty ugly. <laughs> Is that That's the end of the one. meme segment? Potentially, I think so. All right, I don't know, but definitely like NASCAR and just grow your TikTok, please. Like, That's all. Some radioactive to clips. Just show some clips of funny things that guys do. Like, for example, Ryan Blaney. I don't know if they posted this or not last year when he took the water bottle and tried to spray it in his mouth and he has a mask on. <laughs> I haven't seen that clip yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's the end of the meme segment. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so, so any final thoughts on this weekend's race, Colin? Uh, no, I'm, uh, you know, I'm hoping for a, another good race. You know, I might actually watch it this time. Uh, or it might be another one of those highlights kind of races, but we'll see. I know I watched it. Um, one last thing is uh, I hope Daniel Suarez can hold down his lunch next time. Because <laughs> apparently with 10 to 15 laps to go, Buddy threw up in his helmet. Like, oh my gosh. Can you imagine having to clean out that car after? I would not want to be. I'd quit on the spot right there. <laughs> it's like your that- dream to be a NASCAR engineer. <laughs> you know, Daniel Suarez is throwing with his car. Nope, that's it. No more dream. I'm going to the local grocery store, becoming a bag boy. <laughs> I'm I'm becoming a cashier, cart guy. I don't care. Just get me out of here. <laughs> yeah, so like, I think that's the last touch. Yeah. Uh, Homestead should be a solid race. Looking forward to it. And mm. as always, thank you for listening. Be sure to tell your grandmother. Be sure to tell your grandfather sure to tell your dog everyone about the podcast that you know tell them it's the worst podcast you ever heard tell them whatever you want but be sure to listen to us and to 
uh, throw your comments, and as well, if you have any comments or memes that you want to throw at us that potentially we'll put into the next meme segment, uh, email us racingjunkiespodcast at gmail.com. And, or you uh, can we'll add us on look. Twitter. That, oh yes, follow us on too. Twitter and Calvin Weekly Trivia. What's our What's our Twitter? Our Twitter is at Junkies Racing. I remember that from last week where I, uh, in on the spot, almost forgot it. <laughs> and I think that uh, I got our Instagram going, so I think it's Racing Junkies Podcast on Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. And thank you for listening, guys. We'll see you later. See ya.